Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solar line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. everybody it's Annalena here I'm back for another episode of the Art of Slowing Down podcast and today I have another beautiful guest with me her name is Shireen Atisam and she is an entrepreneur seasoned media executive and transformational leader she has produced films original television series and specials created several companies and that campaigns for some of the world's most recognized companies like ABC Discovery Apple Virgin and many more She's also a proud member of the LGBTQIA plus community. And Shireen founded OMLTV, which is a popular platform dedicated to streaming and curating quality queer female video content and OML originals, a female-led production, production company telling diverse female stories through a vast spectrum of film and television genres. And today, Shireen guides seekers in her six-week program, Free to be, to disconnect the human being from the human doing, to find true and lasting fulfillment. And she lives in Marin County, California, with her wife and two children. So welcome, Shireen. So happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I love, yeah, I love to have you because just the book, that's one thing we want to talk about today, right? It's called Free to Be. Um, because that's something I talk about almost on every single episode here in my podcast is that we are so much in the doing, right? And everybody is talking about what we have to achieve and accomplish. And I think the way we define success has gone totally south. And I think the result is that we see burnout everywhere, right? People are maybe made it financially, but they're deeply unfulfilled. So I'm super happy to have this conversation with you. Let's do it. Yeah. So I would love to hear a little bit from your journey. Like what led you to where you are today, you know, to guide people back into their soul and more into being instead of doing. Yeah. So I I went through a really big breakup at the end of 2013. And I it was with my partner of 13 years. And we had been good friends for nine years prior to that. So 22 years of my life basically vanished after a 20 minute conversation. And it really propelled me into a deep abyss of nothingness, just darkness. I realized fairly early on that it wasn't just my heart that was broken, everything was broken. Mm. And and what was really confusing is that I had checked off all the boxes. I mean, I was like, like, I don't understand why. Um, sorry, my go lie down. All right, my puppy is gonna have to join join me. Yeah. Mm. Um. So everything, everything felt broken. It wasn't just my heart. And I didn't, I just, I didn't understand. Like I, I thought I had done it all right. And I truly didn't know how to write my ship because I had done everything the way I thought that it should be done. Mm -hmm. And I had attained the things that they had said that I should be attaining. And I still felt 
lost and broken and deeply confused. So I, and I was also really petrified because I had, my kids were five and seven at the time. And I was really worried that my undoing would, you know, be the second worst thing that they've gone through because of, you know, they were experiencing the breakup. So I basically, I, you know, people are like, okay, well, you know, on to a new chapter. And I'm like, I don't want a new chapter. I want an entirely new book. Like, I just, I want, <laughs> this isn't working. <laughs> and um, so in the early days, my motto was better than this, hashtag better than this. And the thought was that if I felt just tiny bit better the next minute, that was an improvement. Yeah. So the minutes, you know, led to hours, then days, then weeks, then months and, and years. And I spent six years. I mean, I still did everything that you mentioned in my bio, but I made it a priority to really go on a soul journey because I just like it, it has to be bigger. It has to be deeper than this. And the journey was confusing and dark and scary. And it was brilliant and fascinating and incredible. And, you know, my heart broke and cracked open a gazillion times. And um, I really started seeing the light of day. <laughs> And then more and more so. And so in reflecting back um, on those six years, I realized that if I knew what I was doing, I could distill everything into a six-week process. And so I basically wrote the book that I wish I had when I was at that crossroad. I love that. And I love what you share because I think it gives so many people a glimpse of hope because so many go through dark phases in their lives, right? Where everything seems to fall apart. Or you mentioned like your heart had to break first to and then to be open, right? Which is not fun, right? But as you say, there's so much light that's that's on the other side when we actually have the courage to go through that. Um, and, and like you say, right? Like when I was reading your bio, it's all, it's all these accomplishments. And what would you say is those things to check off the box that you were saying, right? You you accomplished all the things, but then you weren't happy. You were not really fulfilled. You felt like you want to have a new book, right? So, yeah, and 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 those, you know, I mean, I'm all for worldly goods. You know, I I I love, um, you know, where we live. I love a nice vacation. Um, if I get an award or an accolade, I'm grateful for it. So it isn't that I'm somehow foo-fooing all of that. But if that is what you are living for, if, if your self-worth is tied to all of those things, then you're continuously grasping and never fulfilled. It's always the next thing and and the proverbial happiness never lasts for too long before you're on to the next thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's truly a matter of excavating in order to find our our inner core, our inner star that is super unique to us you know so the the soul within me is very different than yours we might be connected in spirit or universal energy and and such but my soul is uniquely mine hmm. and we lose touch with the soul and then start living life from the outside in so and then we we change our our sail based on it. Oh, well, that worked. I'm going to do more of that. Oh, that didn't work. I'm going to, you know, do less of that. 
rather than what is it that my soul is asking me to do? And frankly, it could be that that your soul just wants to live and not necessarily have a purpose, but it feels the freest when it just is and acknowledged, you know? So without sounding too woo-woo. I love woo-woo anyways. <laughs> now, I want to kind of just kind of reiterate what you, what you were just saying, because I think it's so profound. So the first thing is that, you know, we all have a, we have a unique soul, like you say, right? And we came here to do a certain thing, whatever that is. And unfortunately, we all fall into what, I don't know, what the media or the masses is telling us, right? You should do ABC and all the things. And I always feel like it's almost like we're putting ourselves well into boxes and almost like a robot kind of life, right? And we start to think, and I know my journey has been very similar to, I mean, what you were describing that in the beginning, I always thought I have to get the college degree and I have to get the job. And when I became an entrepreneur, like everything that I saw and around me, which was of course reflecting what I believed at the time, it was only about how to make X amount of money. Right. And all these things, they, they drained the soul out of me, to be honest. Right. And I realized that, well, I was, I was at the time putting money on a pedestal and other things, right? Yeah, like you say, you love an, a nice vacation, or you maybe you you love a nice wine or purse or whatever, right? But that is not what makes us happy because that's dependency, that's conditional happiness in some way, right? And when we have the courage, for which for me as a highly sensitive person, that really requires not to listen to too many other people, actually, and especially with social media, I I always find myself being pulled so much down when I spend too much time on it, while it's the medium where I reach my audience, right? It's it's a bit of a conundrum there. But the more I take that time to listen to my own voice that we all have within us, then yeah, magic happens. We we tap into more fulfillment and we create things that they're often like beyond what we can imagine, right? Or even think about. Yeah, and I think that there's, I, I actually talk about the importance of blocking out content um, in week one, which is all about detoxing our brain, because that's the biggest culprit. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when it comes to spirituality, and I, I actually really want to change the term spirituality to spiritual wellness or spiritual health. We are, we don't really know what to do. Like we know that if we want a certain body or, you know, set of muscles or whatever, we have to work out in a certain way and we get a personal trainer and we go to the gym every day, you know, or if we are having, um, you know, maybe some mental issues um you know we go to a therapist and we talk it through and there's a whole thing but for whatever reason spiritual wellness spiritual health has been sort of lists kind of like pie in the sky throw spaghetti at the wall see if it sticks you know what i mean yeah. there isn't um and and it is very much in the doing the day-to-day -day doing like you said, in, in, in blocking out content, that's a huge spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. You're like, uh-uh, you're not, you know, I, it, it needs rest. It needs separation. And then, and then also other ways, like, how do you, you know, how do you, how do you take care of the, the tribe within you, which is your mind, your heart, your body, and your soul? you know, and then, and do your best to, you know, dance and jiggy with, with every, everybody else, you know? Um, so I think it's, it's really important to have those practices in place that, that promote your spiritual health and not just kind of assume that it's going to be a byproduct of this and that, or, you're going to get to it when you have time or, oh yeah, I'm going to go to a retreat three months from now. It's like, well, what are you doing today? 
Mm. How are you taking care of you holistically today? Yeah, yeah, right. It's those little things, like kind of one percent every day that we're doing better or more for for ourselves. Maybe one day it's one percent. Maybe some days it's fifty four percent. You know, it just yeah. it depends. But yes, even if it's one percent, even if it's better than this, yeah, then yeah. And and I love that I love that myself like this this or better that's that's the that's a new paradigm I love that, and so you you mentioned like in your book so the first step is kind of decluttering detoxifying, and is that like mainly information also I, I me personally like this weekend for example I had this urge to get rid of stuff I always know that make gives me a sense of refreshment and I feel like now I can let new things come into my life. So we'd love to hear, how do you define yeah. the detoxification process? Yeah, intoxication, you know, it's, um, intoxication is basically like, uh, yeah, decluttering your your mind the same way that one would declutter, you know, our space in order to be more functional and feel better and less stressed and, and all of that. The... The book is structured very deliberately, and if people choose to read it, they should do so chronologically. And the reason for that is because in order for us to get really in touch with our inner core, our inner star, which I consider our soul, you have to remove all this is what I mean about excavating. You have to remove all the stuff that's in front of it, like most of us aren't even aware mm -hmm. that we're not in touch, that we're on auto drive, right? We're just, there's, there's the difference that they talk about it in um, AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, there's a period of time where you're drinking, you're not even aware. I'm not uh, alcoholic, by the way, but it, it really resonates because I'm like, yes, this is how life is because you're drinking and you don't notice that you have an issue. And then suddenly like, hmm, maybe I do have an issue, you know, and that's the hardest time because then you're thinking you have an issue, but you don't know what to do about it. And then you choose to do something about it and therefore, hey, I feel like most people don't even realize that they are living life outside in, that they are grasping. They're just kind of doing what we are all trained to do. You know, so, so the mind, so it, it, it's super, super important to basically clear one slate in order to be able to be in touch with one soul, because there's so much crap on top of it. Biggest culprit is our minds, right? Chat, 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 chat. As I'm sitting here talking with you, you're probably thinking a bunch of other stuff. That's what we do, even though we can be super focused, it's just how our brains work. And they're mostly negative thoughts and they are repetitive thoughts. And then we add new thoughts by the second. Why? Because of social media and all the other medias, right? You've got TV, you've got radio, even, you know, content that, you know, like you go to school, you go to um, work, it's just information coming in, coming in. And intoxication is basically content overload. And I truly believe that we all have a low-grade intoxication going on all the time, and sometimes it's a lot. But I don't know anyone in the modern world who doesn't suffer from it one way or another. But sometimes it becomes it comes to a head. And intoxication really is content overload, which doesn't allow you to make clear decisions and, and therefore leaves you in this state of perpetual dissatisfaction mm. and floating. So, so the week one is all about detoxing our mind because that is such a huge portion of our issues. And then after that, it's detoxing one's heart 
And that's really very much about taking care of our hearts and not confusing our hearts for our souls because people say, follow your heart. It's, I think that's a total misnomer. I mean, the heart is a baby, it's a puppy. All it wants is to be loved, cared for, seen. Mm. That is it. The heart wants nothing else. Just love me. Love me, take care of me. It's truly follow your soul because your soul is the, is the constant. The heart wants ice cream one hour, then wants to take a nap the next hour, then is pissed off at, you know, our spouse or whatever it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So really being able to take care of our heart um, and who to let in and who to um, leave out and also feeling all the feels like, you know, we're also addicted to happiness, which I, I think is so um, temporal and, and um, addictive, you know, uh, and, and it, it, it just, it never lasts. Yeah. Can we talk about that a little bit? Uh, you just mentioned the um, addiction to happiness, right? Because, and, and you were talking about feelings with the heart, right? I think, yeah, we have, and I, I think I've, you probably have heard the term toxic positivity, especially I think in the, in the mindset industry, coaching industry, right? It's like, focus on what you want and be happy and feel into it for 10 minutes a day or whatever, right? And what I've discovered for myself is that, I mean, emotions, for example, right? We label them negative and positive. Why? Emotions are emotions, right? They are, we live in a world of polarity and sometimes they feel yucky. Sometimes they feel good. And I, in my case, I used to suppress the, um, what we label negative ones. You know, I thought that's not okay. I don't know how to deal with that. But then I also noticed that I'm actually scared also of the good ones because I was scared they're going to go away, right? So I also suppress them. And so I wasn't, I feel like I was living in this tiny little space of life, but what I had access to was like a much bigger realm, right? Where you can fully feel it all. Oh, and it's so important. It's like, I don't know if you know uh, Rumi's poem, The Guest House. It's it basically talks about inviting all, all emotions in because they're they're there to teach you something. And my favorite emotion is grief. I love grief. And I, I, I mean, again, love hate it because I, I would never wish for it. But any time I've I just I, in December, I uh lost my dear father and I wish to God I hadn't, but he mm. lived a very good life. And um, so I still, I sit with, with grief. Mm. And even though I would never want it, there is something so beautiful and profound about it. It's immediate, it's present, it's intimate, it's deep. You know, why would you deny yourself from that? Yeah. You know, um, and also upset, anger, like all of those things exist. They're, they're, don't deny it. There's ways to channel it. There's, you can do things with it, but don't, it, they have to move through you because they will anyway. You know, they just work sideways when you don't deal with them head on. Yeah, because when you were mentioning grief, I was going to tell you that probably one of my favorite emotions is anger because that those moments when I allowed myself to be angry is probably what gave me the biggest confidence because you know sometimes when people tell you like oh you can't do this and then I got so pissed and angry and that actually were always my biggest breakthrough moments because I, I it's kind of I needed that fuel for myself that fire to wake up in a way and and of course, we don't want to, like you say, no, it, it, it depends how we channel it. We don't want to like point it at another person and scream at somebody. But there's so many beautiful ways how to release anger, right? You can go in nature and just scream it out or take a pillow or do some tapping and just say what you want to say, right? Without making a meaning about it. So I have this visual of, um, did you see the new Wonder Woman? There's like uh, this... I yeah, I've seen her visually, yes. I don't I haven't seen the full movie my daughter has, but yeah. There's this one um 
there's this one uh, scene where she's walking and like she's in this battleground. There's mm -hmm. all, all these explosions and all of that. And of course she's, she's gorgeous and, you know, half naked. But beyond that, I just have um, this visual of like a, a spiritual warrior or a love warrior who's mm -hmm. just going through battle, but with tremendous amount of grace. And that's kind of how I see anger. It's how I see frustration. It's how like, you've got to, this life is challenging and it's hard and you can't woo-woo it away. Mm -hmm. You know, it's how you walk through it. And anger is definitely one of those emotions that is, there's a lot to learn from it and it can give you tremendous power. Yeah. And it's always so beautiful on the other side when we actually have the courage to feel it. And then at some point it just goes away and then it's, it just feels lighter. Life is more expansive. We see things much clearer and it's pretty beautiful. And then I have felt that I can experience those things like happiness or joy also at a different level, right? I, I think that the more one feels all around, you know, I, I liken it to the RGB colors of our television, which mm -hmm. is green and, and blue. Like if you don't have all of those, you basically have black and white. Um, and so I say that if you want to live your life in Technicolor, you really have to feel all the feels. And um, did you see the film Inside Out? Yes, I've seen it with my daughter. Yeah. Just, it's so brilliant. I, I remember watching it when, you know, my, my kids were little and we saw so many Disney films and all of that. And I was blown away because the film truly represented how important it is to acknowledge all your feelings. Like you can't have, like joy needed sadness yeah. in order to yeah. find herself, you know? So very much needed, yeah. Yeah, I wish we would teach this more in schools, right? But at least we have movies like this now. Yeah. Beautiful. Wonderful. So what are your most favorite ways to connect with your soul? I mean, we talked about the decluttering and kind of letting go of information yeah. and stuff like that. Like what else is something that's very important for you? Very beautiful and timely question because once you do, so... I deliberately have the book in two parts. So the first three weeks is all about clearing the way to your soul because most people can't even, don't even know where the soul is because it's so buried deep in. So you declutter the mind, declutter the heart, uh, detox the body. And the body, by the way, it isn't just like sleep right, um, eat right, and um, exercise. I mean, it is those things. But um, it's really about shifting our relationship with our bodies as the only vessel that we have through life, call it the Uber ride through life. But once you've done that and you've cleared your slate, you've cleared the, the runway, I went to a retreat and the, the, the spiritual leader um, said, you know, there's when a runway is cluttered, a plane isn't going to land or take off yet we do it all the time, right? So once you've cleared your runway, the best way that I know how to let your soul breathe and live and be alive is through play. So I'm a huge play advocate. And um, I chapter four is, chapter four, week four is dedicated to play. And um, there are eight different play personality types. So you have to kind of figure out who you are. There's some, I'm, I, I'm a combination of a few, like there's the Joker. Um, I love, you know, being lighthearted and stuff, but I don't like pranking people. Mm -hmm. There is the creative, I'm, I'm highly creative. There's the explorer, I love traveling. But then there's stuff like the collector, 
who like we were just talking about decluttering, you know, your room, like the last thing I want to do is collect things, you know, so that's not me or the director where um, they like to um, coordinate and schedule. I'm like, I do that every day. That is not play for me. So you kind of like figure out where you mm -hmm. fit and based on those activities that you can do and playing, you know, it's like doing cartwheels in your backyard. My go-to is dancing. I will dance at any given, I'll just, if I get stressed out, I'll put on disco or house music and dance my butt off. Um, and, uh, you know, it could be swinging on swings. It could going, you know, when was the last time you went on a slide? Um, the, many, many, many ways of playing. There's um, a, little adventures you could have, like role playing and and like creating, which we do with our our um, our kids often, right? You would play like cowboys and Indians or you know mm -hmm. astronauts, like that. Like actually doing that either on your own or with friends. I actually have friends who are playmates. Yeah, that so. would. Yeah, I have to say, I have. My daughter has been my biggest inspiration, right? And I think, I mean, that's, our kids know this so well. I mean, probably not as well as we used to growing up because they're now growing up with tablets and also too much information. But but I have to say, and, and this has also come up in so many episodes and all the teachings, and we talk about this a lot, like, yeah, we, we just need to go back and learn from the kids. They have all the wisdom, right? They're just playful they have fun they have pleasure and as adults we kind of we get so caught up in the responsibilities of life and take everything so serious and then we really miss out on the biggest pleasure of life which is not having fun and like you say play and connectedness and being you know musicians talk about being in their flow mm -hmm. that's that's playing mm -hmm. you're not I mean, whatever, you might be entertaining some people and somebody might record it and then compose it later or whatever. But truthfully, they're doing it because of of the energy that's moving through them, the love of yeah. it. Yeah. You know, there isn't a outcome that is and that's actually the definition of play is that you there is no outcome, there is no goal attached. Yeah, so, that's so important, right? Because we are so always like do something to get something. And even meditation, huh? we are oftentimes, well, I'm doing meditation to get, just do it because. Just meditate because it just feels awesome. Just going for a swim because I enjoy swimming, right? When you think about it, like for some reason, we allow ourselves to do that and we've created structure around it with love, right? Like we do, like we go out on dates and we, you know, what everything that's within that realm. And that's not a have to, but we do it. We allow ourselves the romantic dinners and, you know, to be swept away and all of these, you know, things. But then for whatever reason, we don't allow ourselves to play like somehow we see it as childish or you know something that um a, you know a, a responsible adult wouldn't do mm. and it, i like not just me but study after study <laughs> shows how important it is not just in childhood um development but in animals and in adults like it's it's critical to our growth and but we just don't do it. This is what I mean about like we live muted lives. We just check off boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have a point. And I when you were saying this with a play, and I have started recently, because you know, I'm in the coaching realm and business entrepreneurs and stuff like that. So I used to follow lots of coaches and what I have recently discovered for myself that like I told you, right, it doesn't serve me much because I get too caught up in other people's opinions, get disconnected from myself. But what I have really enjoyed to follow now here and there is like people that are playing in a way. So there's this um, a twin couple, I think they're from Ireland or somewhere. They're like step dancers and they just post these videos of, you know, like some big songs from Queen or Italica or whatever. 
songs that we know and they do step dance in all these different cities it's just so much joy to watch them you can oh, you have to send it to me I, yeah, I, I will i will i mean it's just it, just right now talking about it i could just watch it and it, it makes brings me joy and happiness because they are in pure joy they're just, just playing and and the other one I, I recently saw is i think from switzerland a cello player and he's also playing the cello like on the top of the mountains and this guy's facial expression is like, oh my gosh, it's yes. so like contagious happiness and joy. And and that, that what you were just saying, because for some reason, when you spoke about it, I, I these people came to my mind. And I also thought about myself when I do my work. Like when I, for example, right now, when I do record a podcast, it's, it's honestly fame, play and fun for me. It's not something I feel like I have to do. I enjoy, truly enjoy doing it, right? Um, and many other things I do also in my business. There's still some things that I honestly have to say that that are not, and we can't always improve, right? But I truly believe that when we all follow that playfulness, that is also supposed to be our way of making a living, right? And supporting ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the if we... And again, I, I feel like that comes from a a real soul-driven place. Mm. You know, when we are when we are allowing our soul to lead, I I truly believe that we find that that our flow, our flow, our sense of play, our vitality all becomes a byproduct of of that yeah and and yes you very much can you know i mean i i feel the same with you know it's it's interesting because the work that i've done as an entrepreneur and as a producer and creative and and such i've really enjoyed and i feel like it's been such a privilege to do that doing the work that I'm doing now, this interview, um, everything that's associated with it. And some of it is hard. Like I spent three, two and a half weeks recording my book. Didn't enjoy any of that process at all. I mean, I, I'm really glad I did it. And I think it's mm. good to have an audio version of it. So point being that, that we don't always do the things that we love. I still have to do my taxes. I have to pay yeah, yeah. more. That's and, true. And all of those. But I really feel like I am in my flow. Yeah. And I yeah. have good days and I have bad days and all of that. But it really, there's a sense of connectedness and vitality and, and purpose that mm -hmm. is given. And it isn't because I have to. I didn't have to write this book. Yeah. I didn't have to talk to you. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's such... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. And that that's actually, it's funny you brought this up because in, you know, I teach a lot of human design. We, we actually talk there always about follow your joy, right? Do what lights you up. That's one of the big core messages in human design and trust yourself and stuff like that. And then often if people ask me like, yeah, but what if, I mean, these like, as, as a mother, for example, we have to do other things, right? It's not that it's always fun and playful and whatever, but we got to wash the dishes. We got to cook the food if you like it or not. And so you maybe have a housekeeper, whatever, right? Like, or, and what I always, and that's why I love you brought this up. It doesn't mean like all of the time, because if we're just playing all of the time, we may also feel a sense of like, it's too much. We need to find the balance. And with the things that we still have to do, like you say, file the taxes and stuff, it's part of life. I think there it's, it's about, I get to do this. It's it's a change of attitude, right? That we actually, we have arms and hands and we're working brain, we actually can do this, right? And and like you say, it will still then, you will still feel the sense of flow, right? Even, even with those mundane tasks of life. <laughs> you reminded me, I just went to, you know, I talked about like, you know, I actually really love uh, retreats. So, mm -hmm. um, and I do many of them. I just make sure that the 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 spiritual practice that I do is on a daily basis and not reserved for that. Yeah. Um, but I, I recently went to um, 
a retreat with Sylvia Bornstein, who is, she's now 86 and um, sharp as a tack. And she tells story after story. And she's one of the co-founders of Spirit Rock here in Marin, um, which I um, love. And, uh, and she was uh, saying that, you know, like she was talking about the same thing. I think she was going, she had the, in the same, morning she had uh to go to the dentist and then have a call with her attorney and um and she was saying the same thing like sitting in gratitude like wow well i actually you know i have um means to take care of myself you know and i have teeth that actually <laughs> need tending to you know while yeah. she's sitting there and um and then you know with the call with the attorney she's like I obviously have important business to take care of that needs an attorney, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that that is, uh, yeah, definitely important. And then also just realizing that, um, you know, that there's a lot of talk about, you know, like duality versus non-duality, like the, the practice of it. And I'm like, we like non-duality, is to me it's like that's life it's just it's all in you know like you've got the good the bad the you know all of that it literally is how you walk through it how you walk through that battlefield mm. yeah thank you for sharing that it's so true we gotta we gotta embrace it all i love that so what are some other um some additional nuggets of wisdom from your book or from your, you have a six week course now as well. Is that already launched or it's going to launch with the book? Yeah, I, I had it and I was doing it with small groups and then I sunset it for a little while just to get the book just mm -hmm. because there's so much to do. And I, when I do the process with people, I really like to focus and not just dial it in. So um, the next one's going to start in June um, and uh, that one still has a few I try to do it with small groups mm -hmm. it may ultimately end up being I might combine some things but right now it's it's um, either online or or hybrid so um, just to round out the book um, week five is all about finding our true north which is what we talked about earlier on in that so there's the the tribe of you right the the heart mind body soul it's it's the the connection we have with the greater spirit universal energy god allah jesus whatever anyone wants to call it um and that's i i think that is important because it's how we feel connected to others and also ultimately how i i think um we become good global citizens mm -hmm. because you know we are a world onto ourselves but we are in a universe and ultimately all connected so i talk a lot about that on week five and the importance of that and then week six is all about rewriting your um story i call it um it's manifest like you mean it, but it's, uh, I call it manifesto, the O is in parentheses, because ultimately when you manifest what is what you truly want, um, it does kind of become your legacy, your, your manifesto. So, um, mm -hmm. and I'm very practical about that too. I, I use a um, Japanese Venn diagram called Ikigai. Oh, which, yes, I've heard about Ikigai. I'm, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, it. it's um, and I and I love it. I mean, the, the the whole book is really practical spirituality. So it, you know, when people are like, you know, well, again, follow your bliss or follow your joy. Most people just don't know how. Like, yeah. where is it? Mm -hmm. So the Venn diagram is um very much like it makes it a formula. You just have to follow that. Um. And, and I talk about other things. So that's, it's really a matter of decluttering yourself, <laughs> detoxing yourself, finding your soul, and then setting it free and, and letting it lead. That is, that is, that's, that is the book. <laughs> and, and, and of course, like anything else, it isn't like you do six weeks and then it's like, okay, I'm, I'm a head out, you know? Wow. Um, 
it should it's, become a, a new way of living right correct yeah yeah no i love that and i'm also myself i, I love that we connected because so much what you say i, I can so deeply resonate with especially the, the term practical you know because like i also i teach human design and i'm always about there's so much information we can get got, get can get caught up in <laughs> very hard to say um which doesn't serve people right we have to focus on the fundamental basic things that are building the house or the foundation of the house that you can build your own house on them right and it has to be practical for people right so well and i think that what you just said is so fundamental <laughs> in that we are i think on a global basis we are missing like we've somehow hopscotched leaped over the most fundamental conversations and mm -hmm. i think that's why i think when we speak it resonates because we're talking about the things that are at the very core of us it's the, it's the stuff it, it, it's not a surprise that you know when i speak people like like it resonates because it's within everyone mm -hmm. it's it's under around above you know and yet we're not speaking about it like we've got all these i mean what is it like 80 I think there's now like over 8 billion, no, 8 million apps in the world. I mean, <laughs> just bigger, better, faster, more, right? Yeah. And then we're wondering why we have a race of ADHD amongst adults and everything, right? Like every day it's a new pandemic. It's like ADHD, depression, suicide, yeah. and all of that is like, yeah, I, I had, I just mentioned that in, in one of my social posts. It's like, and it's one of the reasons you know, I mean, besides healing my, myself, is also like an existential question, like, why have we not been able as a civilization to deal with the biggest dilemma that we've had, which is, is why can't we get along? Like, why can't we get along? Mm. And I think the reason we can't is because one we don't make it a priority and two we're relying on our monkey minds yeah to figure out a solution well maybe it's maybe that's not where it is yeah you know? I, think, I think you're gonna love this since and i love it because you don't know about human design right what you know what one of the biggest messages is from human design yeah, that the mind is not here to figure anything out it's not here to make decisions it all happens in, in the body which is like following your soul right so we need, we need like a united humans i was thinking united <laughs> united <laughs> nations we need like united humans where it's like one of the the biggest rules of engagement is that if you're going to be a part of this collective you're you're not coming from a mind space we acknowledge mm -hmm. it but that's not how we relate to each other here yeah, yeah. But, what would happen then you're like that's what we do with the yeah no and and i, I feel like it, it it takes people like us to get this message out there and and i think there's so many luckily now so many people out there that have a similar message right and but in different ways or forms and i know for myself i sometimes have to hear one message from lots of different people and then there's one person it just clicks. I, I really get it, right? Because we we have a different way of understanding, communicating, who we associate and uh, relate more to. So that's why I just I just love your message, love what you teach, and all of that. Thank I think you for following your soul, right, and and sharing that with the world. Thank you. You know, I what you just said, I, it hit me a few years back when, like, I was listening to, you know, whether it was like Wayne Dyer or Eckhart Tolle, yeah. and, um, you know continuously fascinated with Oprah and all of that. And I realized like, well, everybody's kind of saying the same thing. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you know, in, in different ways. So there is, I mean, they have, you know, the Buddhists call it, you know, Dharma is like this universal truth. 
mm-hmm. that people tap into and they're just communicating it in different ways. And I'm, I'm also the same way, you know, it's like, I don't listen to one person. It's just, it's sort of, I go where, where there's wisdom, you know? Yeah. I think we listen to the same kind of people too. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. No wonder. Right. Uh, beautiful, Shireen. So before we finish this up, I would always love, uh, love to ask this question at the end. Um, what's the biggest nugget of wisdom or what's on your heart right now that you would love to share with the listeners? I would say to believe that you are a unique star (laughs) that there is literally not one other soul out there that is like you and there is a reason why you are here and the greatest gift you can give not just to your loved ones but the world is to live out loud but to truly get re-in-touch, as I call it, reclaim that that space within you, whether you read the book or not, which I hope you do, mm-hmm. but to reclaim that that space within you and to live from it. Truly, there, I, I, I can't imagine a, a greater act that you can do for yourself or for the world. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I love that. I... I deeply resonate with that. So thank you for being here. I really enjoyed this conversation. It was super delightful, super fun to get to know you and hear about your book, which sounds amazing. I encourage anybody listening right now, go grab a copy, check out your course. Thank you. The the book comes out June 20th. It is on pre-sale right now on multiple platforms. Amazon's probably the easiest. Yes. And Look me up, DM me. I love um, interacting. As long as I can interact with people, I will. I respond to people and um, and such. So awesome, beautiful. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you, listeners. As always, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I'm very excited to be with you all on the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast, then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.